Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to Aging in Style with Lori Williams. I'm so excited you're here today um, joining us. I've got a great guest um, for you guys to meet. Uh, We have Kevin Jones, and he is the owner of Bright Star Care of Flower Mound, uh, serving the southern Denton County area of Texas. Kevin and his wife, Terry, have been owners of Bright Star here for the past five years. They provide in-home senior care as well as home health. Kevin is a certified senior advisor with expertise on healthcare and other needs for seniors, and he has over 20 years of corporate marketing experience prior to joining Bright Star Care. So welcome, Kevin. Hi, Lori. Thanks so much for having me on. Sure. Thank you. I'm excited that you um, said yes when I invited you to join. So I know you have a lot of great information to share, so we're just going to jump into this. So Kevin, um, tell me about your background and kind of like what drew you into senior living since you had worked 20 years in a different field. So what what made you think, yes, senior living is what I want to do? Well, it's a great question, Lori, and it's one that I I get quite often um, meeting with families and so forth. A lot of times I get asked this question. My wife, Terry, and I both own our business and, um, you know, we've been married for 26 years and we knew from early on that um, one day we wanted to be in business together doing something, but we never knew exactly what that might be. And we dabbled in a few things along the way, kind of on a part-time basis, just trying to explore a few things. Um, We were able to do for a little while. Some things were definitely things we didn't want to continue doing. We knew, you know, that wasn't the right thing for us. Um, But I got to a point in my career where I was, you know, starting to actively look for opportunities like this because I'm not a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> and I was thinking, if I'm going to do something like this, I need to, I need to do it, you know? Yeah. And so I kind of got to a point in my career where I was actively looking. I was doing a lot of reading and doing a lot of research and so forth. And I heard about companies that franchise that did home care. And so I started looking at various companies that did that. And I eventually heard about Bright Star Care. And what really appealed to me was that it gave you the opportunity to provide senior care services for folks um, like several other companies do, but it also offered the opportunity to provide home health and provide medical care for people also. And I really liked that that this opportunity allowed me to do two things because Mm -hmm. it just allowed me to provide a broader range of services for seniors and people that that need help and need help at home. Um, I definitely, you know, believed in the trend that staying at home is becoming a more popular option for seniors. You know, they Mm -hmm. want to be independent. They want to stay in the home that they've lived in for years. They, they want to be, you know, close to their family. Um, And people just are happier. And also there's research that shows that they're healthier if they stay at home, um, especially after the hospitalization and recovery Mm -hmm. or just daily living. 
I, I definitely saw the need. I, I definitely believe in, in the approach and what we do. And I just really like the ability to provide medical care and also provide personal care. And you really can make a difference in this kind of a business um, because you are having the, building those relationships with seniors and, um, and caring for them in the time that they really are in need. So I love well, that. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's something also that, you know, like you said, just really appealed to, to me and Terry. I mean, we wanted to do something that made a difference. We wanted to serve people. We definitely wanted to be in a service type business where we could get to know people. We weren't just selling a, a hard product. We were, you know, providing services for people. It gave us the opportunity to get to know them and serve them. Um, there were just so many things that we liked about it. And so we did a lot of thinking and praying about it and we decided we were going to do it. And so we both quit our jobs and jumped in and went through quite a bit of training with Bright Star mm -hmm. Corporate with the previous owners. And we inherited a, a small but really good team. And so we came in and, and just learned quite a bit. I, I worked on my certified senior advisor certification where I had the opportunity to learn a lot about the issues that affect seniors in terms of their health care um, services and resources that are available to them and so forth. So I just really took the plunge and wanted to get educated as much as I could so I can better serve people in this area. Well, you have done an excellent job. I know firsthand. <laughs> so um, you have a great reputation in this area. And um, I know that you've helped a lot of families and are just a great resource as well. I always look for um, people that I can refer business to that I know are going to take good care of the families I send over. And you do that. So thank well, you. I appreciate that. Well, and you do the same, Lori. I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. So we are going to talk about home care and home health. So you're, what, what makes your company unique is that you do both sides of it. And I'm going to have you explain the differences um, between the two, what, what they are. So tell us the differences or tell us what they are, what home care is, what home health is, and what the differences are. Okay. No, I appreciate that because that question comes up a lot and there is a lot of confusion out there because home care and home health, they sound very similar. Um, you hear people use those two terms interchangeably and um, and unfortunately they are very different from mm -hmm. one another. So I'll start with, with home health and home health is simply medical care that is provided in the home. And oftentimes it includes services provided by a nurse. It's also things like physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy in the home. So, you know, one example is somebody that gets, gets discharged from the hospital. They might have a surgical wound. Maybe they've had a knee replacement. And so there's a surgical wound, but then also um, they can't bear any weight on that leg for quite some time. And they need some therapy at home to help them regain mobility in that joint. Um, they, they need you know, a nurse to come and change the dressing so it doesn't get infected and that type of thing. And home health is something that's prescribed by a physician. So somebody has to be considered homebound where it would be very difficult for them to leave the home, but yet they need the medical care. And so um, a physician or the physician at the hospital will write a doctor's order for home health and it'll mm -hmm. say exactly what's needed, you know, nursing care, therapy, and so forth. So that example of somebody having a knee replacement is a great example yeah, you of probably that. You see that one a lot. And 
Home health, this is going to be another difference we can touch on. Home health is paid for by your Medicare or insurance, correct? That's exactly right. It's going to be if they're 65 and older, um, they may have Medicare or a Medicare Advantage plan. You know, if they're younger than that, they'll have commercial health insurance. But yes, I mean, it's medical care, so it's paid for by medical insurance. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Okay, So it has to be ordered by the doctor and it will be covered by insurance or Medicare. Yes, yes. And so then the other home care is something entirely different. The, The types of services that that would include would be things like helping someone with their personal care, things you would do to get yourself ready in the morning and the things you would do to get yourself uh, ready for bed in the evening, getting dressed, getting a shower, having your teeth brushed, even help with bathroom duties. It can even include things like preparing meals for someone, doing some light housekeeping, helping keep them um, from falling when they're in Mm -hmm. the home and so forth. Transportation Um, to the doctor. Yep. Transportation, right. Errand running, Mm -hmm. things like that. That would all be included under home care services. And these are the types of services that a family member would oftentimes do for another family member or their parent. But a lot of times, People are separated from their parents geographically. They can't necessarily be there to do those types of things for them. But those are the kinds of things that home care includes. And unfortunately, most of the time, those types of services are not covered by health insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll talk about a couple of exceptions here in a second. But most of the time, that type of care is something that's either paid for out of pocket or it's paid for with long-term care insurance. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a couple of exceptions. If somebody's getting home health care, um, they're having nursing visits, they're having um, physical therapy, things like that. There are some insurances, like for instance, Blue Cross Blue Shield, they have a Medicare Advantage plan. And that plan oftentimes will allow for a few what they call home health aid visits during Mm -hmm. the time that they're getting medical treatment at home. And usually what that looks like is having three one-hour visits by an aide to just help the person get a shower in the morning, help them get dressed, that type of thing. That's really about the extent of a home health aid and that type of service that you could get paid for by insurance. Okay, that's good to know. And I actually did not know that. So thank you for sharing that information. Again, you know, so home health is the medical and that is typically going to be Medicare if you're a senior. And then home care is more the personal assistance or, you know, things that we talked about that were non-medical and those are paid out of pocket. So that would be, you know, private pay, like your social security, pension, savings, that sort of thing, um, or long-term care. Sometimes, what about VA? Do you ever get the VA aid and attendance benefit as a form of payment? So the VA aid and attendance benefit, that's a benefit that um, if, if a person is a veteran and they served during wartime, even mm-hmm. for just one day during a time when a war was going on, Korea, Vietnam, World War II, then they can qualify for what's called the, the Veterans Aid and Attendance Program. It's very income-based. They have to have a very, very low income. And then they also look at things like the amount of their income that's spent on medical bills and so forth. Um, so there's a little equation that they, um, they, they put together and look at based on income and medical expenses and some other things. 
but the person's income has to be very, very low to even qualify. If they do qualify, then the family themselves gets a certain amount of money from the VA. So the payment doesn't come directly to the home care agency like myself. It goes straight to the veteran. They can use it for home care. They can Mm -hmm. use it um, for any type of of care, whichever kind that they choose. So it's really at their discretion how they want to use it. All right. Good to know just uh, that there are some other options out there. So um, we're saying home care and home health. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's like wherever you live, basically. So we're considering like this is kind of coming into our house, but our home could be an independent living community or an assisted living, even a memory care. So I know you go to all these different types of places and provide services, even the hospital. If there's someone who really needs you know, an extra set of eyes on them, they can actually, you know, you can send the caregiver to the hospital too, correct? Oh, that's that's absolutely right. We can provide care wherever they are. And we do work in a number of communities. And, you know, the, these communities, they have a staff and they do have people that help take care of, of folks that are there. Um, but sometimes somebody needs more one-on-one care and they need somebody that can be there with their eyes on someone over longer periods of time. A lot of times, Lori, what, what we see is somebody that maybe has gone to the hospital Mm-hmm. And they've come back to the assisted living community where they live, but they maybe had surgery on a hip or a knee or something like that. And, you know, they still need to get up and go to the restroom, you know, in the middle of the night or various times during the day. And that that venture from where they are to the mm-hmm. ladies room and back is a dangerous trip for them. And so mm-hmm. they need somebody that can literally be there to go with them there and back, make sure they get there safely. We see that from time to time. We also sometimes work with people that are in memory care and maybe they're having a hard time adjusting um, or they're having some difficulty with other residents and things like that. And so we will have a caregiver there one-on-one with them just to help them be more at ease, Mm -hmm. use some redirection techniques to maybe get them to to go um, participate in some of the activities and to help them be more at ease and, you know, at peace and comfortable where they are. So sometimes at the hospital, even if a family Mm -hmm. member can't be there with them and they have a high level of anxiety and they'd like to have somebody there. Sometimes we have a caregiver that will just be there at their bedside to call the nurse or staff if needed or help them um, with their meal or get them something to drink and provide first class concierge service (laughs) when they're going through a really hard time. Yeah, that's wonderful. So when you have a family call you and they say, uh, okay, we're thinking about bringing in home care for mom or if mom calls herself, what does the process look like? Do you go and meet with them and how do you determine what caregiver is going to be a good fit? Do you, you know, what kind of what is your process with that? Bright Star Care does the process that you just described a little differently than a lot of other home care agencies. Since we do provide home health care as well as personal care, We do have a director of nursing that's an RN. We do have a nursing staff. And so what we do is when we meet with the family, um, usually it's, it's me and I usually bring our director of nursing with me. Her name is Amy Holcomb. And the two of us go and visit with the family, um, you know, visit with the person we're going to be taking care of. And Amy does a full RN assessment of the person, uh, mainly it's health history, um, you know, the types of medications they're taking to get a really good idea of the physical and mental and emotional needs of the person that we're going to be taking care of. 
So we have a very clear picture of that. And that way we can make sure that we're putting a very detailed plan of care together for that person. No matter which caregiver is going in and, and taking care of someone, they know the things that they need to be looking out for. Sometimes people are on medications that make them lightheaded when they get from sitting to standing, for instance. Maybe somebody's on blood thinners and so forth. You've got to be very careful with them um, during showering and bathing and so forth. There's a lot of things that can come from that um, assessment that can make sure that we're providing exactly the right kind of care for the people that we're helping. And so once we once we've done that, we also take a look at all the different activities that the person likes to do, kind of get an idea of, you know, are they a quiet person? Are they a talkative person? You know, what do they used to do for a living? What are the kinds of things that they used to enjoy doing or what things that they like to talk about and so forth? And then we, it's sort of like a dating service, Lori. We, uh, we <laughs> Matchmaker. Do, yeah, we do the same kind of questionnaire with all of our people that we bring on board. We ask, you know, about all their interests and so forth, and we take a, a record of that. We, we really pair up our caregivers with our clients by looking at that information. And, and also, you know, we know our team members pretty well. A lot of times we've got a, a pretty good idea because we know them so well, you know, oh, this person would be a great fit for this person and so forth when the caregiver is meeting with the person for the very first time, usually it's me, but one of us will go and actually introduce the caregiver to the client the very first time. And that really ensures that things go very smoothly and and it goes very well because the, you know, we make sure the caregivers are very comfortable with the care plan that they need to be following while they're there. Then also the people that we've been meeting with, um, we're able to introduce our team member to them. We do a follow-up at various times, you know, certainly after the first visit, but then multiple times after that, just to make sure that things are still going well. And, mm-hmm. and we do guarantee all of our clients that they're going to like their caregiver. You know, even if it's not the right personality fit, then, you know, we will make a change until we get it right. But quite honestly, very rarely do we have to make any kind of a change like that. We usually get it right the first time. Um, Now, sometimes there's a pet compatibility issue (laughs) and people sometimes have dogs that don't like caregivers coming into the home Mm -hmm. and protective, things like that, that we have to deal with sometimes. But, But most of the time, the process that we have works very, very well. Okay. That's great. You know, something else I hear from people at times, they you know, maybe mom doesn't want someone coming into her house, and maybe they're, you know, fearful of someone coming in. And I know that y'all do a lot of screening of your caregivers. Can you tell us a little bit about the background and the screening and everything that you do with the caregivers? Oh, sure. Yes, that question comes up a lot. And and it is a very important one. And long story short, we don't cut any corners when it comes to bringing a person on board with us. I mean, we do a background check, obviously, but we do a very thorough one that includes all 50 states. It's not just a state of Texas check, because a lot of times, you know, people are moving to Texas from Mm -hmm. other areas, because there's a lot of jobs here right now. And so, so we do a check in all 50 states. We check their driving record, all of our CNAs and nurses, we check their um, licensure with the state and make sure they haven't had anything reported against them. We do a drug test. We do a urine test in our office. We have a, just a no tolerance policy for anything that's illegal. And so we, we do that check um, with all of our team members. You know, we also do checks of even Facebook pages. And oh, we smart. You know, 
I mean, sometimes you can, you know, get to know somebody pretty quickly by, you know, seeing things they, they post on there. And so everything that you can legally check, we check. Mm-hmm. Um, we check references. All of those things combined, we we can't cut any corners when it comes to that type of thing because our, our care team members, that's us in the home. They, yeah, they represent exactly. us, um, our, our whole agency. Uh, so we can't afford to cut any corners on that. that that's how we do that. Yeah. And I, I like that you check all 50 states. I think that's really important. And I think, um, you know, people don't always think about that, that someone could easily move here from a few states away and have had some issues there. And uh, now they're here in Texas trying to get a job. So I think that's that's important that you do that. Uh, other question, because, you know, we're in the COVID times right now, what are you doing? What, How have you had to change your business or have you had to change it in any way for COVID? So how are you addressing that? Well, that's a great question. And I'll start by saying that we have always followed very stringent CDC guidelines um, with our whole team, even before COVID. We do sign-offs on hand washing with all of our team members, so they know that. We go through infection control and our orientation with everybody. All of our team members carry a PPE kit in their vehicle with them, and we would place a PPE kit within every home of every person that we served. And we um, actually had a note on where that was stored in the home. And those kits included a face shield, mask, um, gloves, a gown, um, hand sanitizer. Gosh, uh, the, I mean, all sorts yeah, of everything. <laughs> everything, you know, was in there. We we were already doing that already. Now, obviously, with COVID, we've had to to do some different things from the get go. We acquired a lot of N95 masks for our entire team to wear, and then of course, you know, they always had gloves, but. We make sure that um, there's a box of gloves in the home and our caregivers have plenty of those on hand also. And they still follow all the hand washing techniques. And then we also do screening with everyone. There's a series of screening screening questions that they have to answer whenever they clock in and before they can go into the home. We also do temperature checks and we're constantly in touch with our care team just to make sure that they are asymptomatic. Thankfully, I can I can honestly tell you that we have not had a single client um, that we've served that has COVID and no, no one on our team has tested positive for COVID. We're very thankful for that and yeah, we're definitely. Um, working very hard to make sure that we keep it that way. Well, y'all are doing everything you need to do and, and more, it sounds like. So I'm glad y'all were uh, kind of ahead of the curve there. You were already... Um set up with your PPE in the home. So that's great. I love how you do that, how you really match people up. And so I know you have some really great stories about caregivers and, you know, success stories and how it's helped them and and probably given them a better quality of life because they have a caregiver there helping them out. But do you have a story or two you can share with us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely the best part about being in this business, Lori, like we've been saying, is the people and just getting to, you know, know them and myself and everybody on our team. We just get such a a rush out of seeing um, our caregivers and our clients really making that bond and forming those friendships. They really a lot of times just become part of the family and the caregiver gains an extra grandparent. We just love to see that. And I know there's one um, that stands out to me. There's a caregiver of ours. She's been with us for a number of years and she is absolutely phenomenal. She came to this country from another country um, for the purposes of helping a friend of hers that was having a, a difficult pregnancy. 
once she got over here taking care of of her friend for a while she just really got a sense that taking care of people is something that she just really wanted to do and was very passionate about and and we were very fortunate to be able to hire her onto our team and she's been working with a family now for a couple of years and she and the lady that she's been serving have really formed just a very tight relationship i mean it it really is almost a you know mother daughter type of relationship something that's i guess a little unusual is that the adult daughter of this lady has experienced some health issues herself and um this caregiver of ours has actually helped this adult daughter also i mean this whole family has just almost adopted she's part of the family <laughs> now <laughs> I don't know. It's just very inspirational to to see the bond that they have. The family thinks so much of her that they they wrote a very lengthy letter about her. It was about a three and a half page letter, sent it to Bright Star Corporate about just what she's done for their family and just what what an amazing person she is. Every year, Bright Star Care selects a National Caregiver of the Year, and there are four finalists that are selected throughout the country. And, you know, we were very blown away to learn that this caregiver was selected as the Caregiver of the Year for our region and one of four finalists for the Caregiver of the Year Award. So when we got the news, we surprised this caregiver with the surprise party over at a restaurant up here in Highland Village. She works with with several different clients, and we told them all about the award that she had won and um, invited them all to come out to this restaurant for the surprise party. <laughs> and we had my team here, um, several other Bright Star owners from um, other parts of the Metroplex were all there, and we had a really good-sized group. Our caregiver thought that she was coming for her annual review, and uh, so <laughs> she came in. Everybody was there to just surprise her. Somebody from corporate was there, and so we presented her with her awards and told her all that was in store for her. And um, there wasn't a dry eye in the whole place. I was mean, she surprised? Oh, she was very <laughs> surprised. Yeah, very, very surprised. And, you know, it was very touching to me um, to see the the people that she serves come out for this because some of them have uh, mobility issues. Mm-hmm. It, it was difficult for some of those people to get there to honor her. But they wanted to be there. That speaks a lot. Oh, I mean, I, I get emotional just thinking about it now. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was just uh, it was one of the highlights of my time doing this mm-hmm. that we have somebody on our team and we've got a, a number of wonderful caregivers. But to see, you know, one of them honored in that way was um, really special yeah, to me. That and really I'm is glad to see that. Yeah. But, you know, another uh, quick story um, that I'll mention, you know, I talk about all the interesting people that I've met along the way doing this. I've met an actor that I've seen in films before. I've met a couple of best-selling authors doing this. I've met a couple of business tycoons doing this. But one that really stands out to me is I went to meet um, an elderly lady and her family and, um, you know, spent some time sitting at the you know kitchen table with them. And we were talking about the care for this lady. And then I found out that she had been a nurse in her career and uh, a pediatric nurse. I thought that was interesting. I was talking to her a little bit about that and um, found out that she used to live in a certain city in California where I was born. I was talking to her a little bit. I told her, oh, you know, I happen to be born there. And, and she asked me what hospital 
and I told her, and um, she said that she worked in that hospital and that she was one of the nurses that worked in the newborn nursery taking care <laughs> of newborn babies. My mouth was just about hanging open when she told me that. And, and I said, so what years were you there, you know, for that? And so she told me, and I was born towards the tail end of the time that she was there. I was just blown away and she was, she was really yeah. shocked too. I of course called my mom after this meeting and talked to her and, you know, told her all about this. Well, I went home and I got my baby book out. And since I'm an only child, my mom saved everything <laughs> of, of mine. And so I had a little bracelet, little ID bracelet that the hospital put on my arm um, as a baby. And um, it had my mom's name handwritten on it. It had, you know, some info on there. And I took a picture of that. And when I went back to introduce a caregiver to her, I showed her that bracelet. And I said, is this your handwriting? Oh and she gosh. looked at it for a second. And she said, well, yes, I, I believe it is. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't believe it because, you know, I guess not to divulge, divulge too much about myself. Um, it was about exactly 50 years after that, that I met her. You know, what an amazing story that here's a lady that probably changed my diapers and mm -hmm. took, care, took of care of you in the hospital. And here, 50 years later, you know, I had the opportunity to help take care of her. It's amazing. A circle of life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, halfway across the country. I mean, what are the what are the odds? You I know, know. That? I love that story. I've, I've heard you tell that one before. And I just think that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I still, you know, get chills thinking about that. Mm -hmm. But Anyway, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, this is definitely, this has exceeded my expectations mm -hmm. in terms of helping people, making a difference out there. Um, it's very hard work, as as you know. Mm -hmm. It is, um, yeah. But um, at the same time, it has reaped so many amazing rewards. I'm excited about what's ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you, we've mentioned Brightstar, and I thought maybe we'd talk a little more about Brightstar as a company because it is a franchise. And so tell us about um, Brightstar, where they're located, how it started. And, and I know that they are different. I don't think there's any other home care companies that do what they do with the home care and home health, right? Are they the only ones that do both? You know, um, I know that there are some others that are that are trying to do some of the same things. Mm -hmm. um, now, Bright Star Care is definitely a leader in this space, but Bright Star Care it's based in Chicago. There are over 300. I would say about 330 locations across the country. There's five owners here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, and so we all work really well together. But we cover the the whole Metroplex. You mentioned, you know, it's a franchise that offers home care as well as home health. And Brightstar, to the best of my knowledge, is the first that's done that. I know that um, there's a couple of others that are trying to get into the space, but Brightstar has been doing this for a dozen years. And so one thing that I think is still very unique about Brightstar Care is that every location is joint commission accredited. A lot of people may not be familiar with the Joint Commission, but it's an independent auditing company that audits healthcare organizations. And hospitals are very familiar with it, um, skilled nursing facilities. But it's very, very unusual for a home health agency and a home care company to be Joint Commission accredited. 
We're certainly audited by the state, but the standards for the Joint Commission are, are a lot higher than that. And they have their own team of auditors that come in. Um, they go through all of our record keeping and so forth. They look at all of our policies and procedures. They go out into the field with our nurses and caregivers to make sure um, they're following the plan of care and following infection control guidelines and everything. So it really is a big deal to go through that and to get that. And it meant a lot to me that Bright Star Care mandates that every location achieve that because that just ensures that the quality is there. Because I definitely don't want to be doing this and doing something if you know the standards aren't what they need to be. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to make sure we're doing things at an exceptionally high level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're working with people, (laughs) with the frailest. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, several years ago, wasn't Bright Star on Undercover Boss? I think that's the name of the show. Did you ever see that? Yeah, they were, right? Yeah, wow. Okay, I just remembered that. That popped in my head. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, um, the CEO of Bright Star Care, she's the founder of it. Her name is Shelly Sun, and she and her husband started it because they were needing some care for his parents her husband's parents, and they were having a very difficult time finding exactly what they needed. And so they were very entrepreneurial anyway. And so they started Bright Star Care and obviously became very successful with it. But yeah, Shelly was on Undercover Boss, Mm -hmm. which for those of you that have Netflix, season two, episode 21, I believe. (laughs) Just say it. I'll have to go back and watch it again. Yeah, and we tell everybody an orientation about it so they can go see it. But and it meant a lot to me that she would even do that because obviously, if you know the show, you, you don't know what is going to be uncovered during yeah, the. Yeah, there may be some negative things, which I mean, it's it's good they can improve upon those because you don't, you know, people don't always tell you when they're not happy about something. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. But this episode really shows Bright Star Care in a great light. Mm-hmm. I mean, she went to three different parts of the country, and the nurses and caregivers that she was around. They were all exceptional. And of course, it's it's an episode that makes you cry at the end, like every yeah. episode. I think every one of their episodes makes you cry. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's one of those, you know, feel-good types of TV series. But yeah, I, I thought that that said a lot about the organization and her confidence in all the locations across the mm-hmm. country and the work that we do. Um, that she would do that. So yeah, definitely, you know, check it out. It's a great episode. Yeah, I'll see if I can find a link like on YouTube or something. And and after when I post the podcast, I'll see if we can put it in there too, um, with all the information. So if someone wants to reach you, what would be the best way for them to reach you? And we will put this information also in the podcast so that they can find you. But what's the best way? Well, I appreciate that. Our main office line here is 214-800- Five five six six is our main office number. Okay, and if you know, even if you're outside my territory, you can call me, and I will direct them where they need to go. Because there's okay. other Bright Star Care owners, you know, as I mentioned across the mm-hmm. Metroplex. So we're more than happy to do that. We answer that number twenty four seven. There's always a live person. Um, you're not going to get a call center or anything like that. Um, sometimes you're going to get me, but all of us, all of us do cover that. But two one four eight zero zero five five six six is our main number. Okay, and people can listen to this podcast throughout the country. And like you said, there are Bright Stars throughout the country. So if they were say in, I don't know Georgia, and wanted to find a Bright Star, what What's the website that they would go to? 
So if they go to brightstarcare.com, there's just a field there where you can put in the zip code and then um, it will show the Bright Star Care location that's closest to them. Great. And y'all are in every state? Well, we're not in every state. There's a few states um, where there's not a bright star. Um, there's, for some reason, there's not one in New Mexico, and I don't believe there's one in Louisiana. I know that. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know why, but um, but in most states, um, mm-hmm. there is there's one in Hawaii. There's one in Alaska. I'm not sure how the one in Alaska operates during the winter time, but mm-hmm. yeah, most states there is one. Yeah. Well, good. Good to know. Well, we'll have all this information listed where you can find it. And that's about it. So thank you so much, Kevin. I'm excited that you came on the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And yeah, I definitely wanted to be a part of this for a while. I appreciate the invitation. Absolutely. Uh, We'll be sure. And if you have questions, we'll have all Kevin's information. And thank you all for listening. See you next time. Bye bye. 